Ahoy, Tony Malazzo. We are live and on board with Roger Rod. Ahoy. How whatever, are you? Whatever that means. Ahoy. It's like hello. It's like hello. It's our sailor like hello. Where did it come from? Ahoy. That's a good question. Good captain's question. You know where it came from? It came from some guy after he hit the beach and wrecked his ship. And uh, he was like, Ahoy! Damn it! Ahoy! And uh, then eventually they used it for a welcome thing, like, you know, ahoy. Oh, it it could be another thing. uh, Maybe ahoy was some kind of a rocket sometime when he said, what caused a ship to sail, to sink? And he said, I hit ahoy. Ooh, I like that theory, too. You can go with any one of these. They're all working. They're all working. Great to finally be here. Yeah, so, uh, Roger, have you boated? Any boating? Uh, If you count a surfboard, I guess that would be about it. That's the biggest boat I've ever navigated on my own. So you've surfed, huh? used to be a very good surfer. Uh, Actually, I was a good surfer in an era when that was considered to be good, but what kids do on surfboards today... It doesn't even look like anything towards close to what I was doing. Different they, now, oh, huh? They're just ridiculously good. They've taken skateboard moves and done it on waves. Well, I have a lot of respect for surfers. When I first got to L.A., I was doing a magazine show on surfing, and three weeks I had, and I couldn't, I couldn't get up and catch a wave. And three weeks with pros showing me... I was exhausted. It was it's all not, paddling. It's not, it's not new. That's, it, really oh. takes, it really takes, I would say... Somewhere in the neighborhood of about two or three months of going out regularly just to learn how not to get knocked around, how to read the waves, how mm-hmm. to find the currents, how to get yourself in the right place. And it's a long time before you actually start catching waves and thinking about standing up and riding them. So yeah, it, it I, takes a while. It's a long yeah, process. I just got my ass kicked. That's... Everybody does. Everybody does. Tough As you know sport. from being a boater, the ocean does not fuck around. Oh, no. This is now, the devil's we can swear playground. On this, right? No, yeah, and oh, it's okay. waiting. They're waiting out there for you to make a mistake. You know, it's the devil's uh, playground. It's very, it really it's, it's very unforgiving. Yeah. I was a lifeguard for 17 years, and I did a lot of uh, the only boating experience there was uh, the rescue boat and the coast guard boat. Mm. So I've, I've certainly, I have done my share of towing things like this with a rescue buoy. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tow a boat like this with a rescue buoy and a pair of fins and a good swimmer. Sure, you can. Sure, you can actually. Keep them from crashing. Yeah, definitely. Boat rescues were always kind of scary. Because, well, most of the time you could rely upon the fact that the people driving it were drunk. Yeah. But a few people go boating. Boaters and partying. Yeah. They go out and they're not sober and they think, I'm not Uh on the road, I can drink now. Yeah. And as you well know, this is no place to fuck around. Oh, no. And they'll either not have anchors or not know how to use them. Uh, They're stalled and... It takes 45 minutes to get to them usually, or at least 20 minutes to get them out of something, and yeah. next thing you know, they're on the beach. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we're here at night, and I haven't done a night show since episode one with Johnny Cardinelli. Episode two, in my head, was going to be Roger Rod, and here we are, episode 22, we've got him. There's a two in there. Roger Rod is here. A couple of twos. Yeah, snake eyes. Absolutely. Which is going to lead me to my next segue. Which is? Gambling. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) But I I waited for Roger all this time, and it figures it's a night. I've only seen him at night. Roger possibly could be a vampire. 
there's a good solid theory there. There's another one that maybe I don't even exist until the nighttime. The sun comes down, and that's when I sort of just materialize. Mm. I think that's a good theory, too. Yeah. Now, the daytime is, uh, that's for laying by the pool and going to the gym and making the phone calls you and I make to try to get on stages and mm -hmm. get work. That's what the daytime is for. Nighttimes, you go out and perform. Yeah. Which, which leads me, before we get to the gambling, uh, I'll get there in a minute, Roger just came over from a show and a club, and uh, he's here now. It's late. It's probably uh, after midnight at this point. At least. Right? What time is it? And he's used to that yeah, because he's the poker man. If any of you know Roger, you know he's the poker man. The poker guy. The, the instructor guy. to the stars. Is there a cheesier title you can get than the anything to the stars? But I've got that one. <laughs> Well, I've seen you on TV with the poker thing. That's, uh... I've seen that Roger Rod. I was on KBC for a while, too. I was doing a poker show on KBC yeah. for a while, short time, but, um... That was at KABC or was it KCLA? I know I, I heard KBC. you KBC. Um, poker has had its run as far as the general mainstream public is concerned, that the fascination, the fad has worn off. It still has a larger player base than it ever did back in my day. But uh, it's it's the disco dancing fad days of Texas Hold'em have come and gone. <laughs> they have, huh? Yeah, they have. It's not a big fad thing anymore where everybody, every movie star wants to be a poker yeah. player. And it's not in every yeah. TV and movie. Somebody better tell my parents because they're still watching Poker After Dark, okay? I don't think they are anymore. I think it's off. I think, Is it off? I think they took Is it, it off? off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're probably watching the reruns or they recorded them. They recorded them, or... and yeah, exactly. <laughs> Poker on TV, I always say something had to replace the fishing channel. Poker on TV, could there be anything more fascinating than poker on TV? Come on, people watch golf. That's so slow. I, yeah, ca I can't do that. Golf. I what mean, what are the replays like in golf? Like, you, what, you, you, what, what did you miss the first time around? Yeah, hold on. Let's see it again. Yeah, let's, well, well, look at that boy. Isn't that what an athlete he just drove? Actually, then what about the World Cup? Are you following that? Um, I meant to, but I've been so busy with other things. Uh, I, I, I heard little bits and pieces on the news, like the, the guy who, uh, headbutted somebody. And, no, it was you know, a bite. I heard about that. He bit him? He bit him. Oh, I thought it was a headbutt. Okay. He bit him. He bit he him. bit yeah. the guy? Now, maybe that's the Is he related player. to Tyson, or? Uh, no, it was the Tyson Holyfield type of thing. It really was. <laughs> Only they both collapsed to the ground like they'd been shot. Typical soccer player. I'm not a soccer fan. I'm not. I'm not. It's, yeah, it's, I don't. I mean, when it comes World Cup, I you know I try to go at least see one game in a you know a sports bar, have a hamburger, but I didn't get to do it. I this can't season. do it. Well, you, there's still time. There's 355,000 more fucking games left. Are you kidding me? This is guy. It's, 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 <laughs> it seemed that way. There were like three a day ends. for several weeks. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Italians. I, I, I wanted to see the Italians play, Raj. You well, know? of course, little. I want to see the Italians. little home field, right? You know, yeah, yeah. But uh, in the U.S., and I, I misspelled those. Yeah, I guess the U.S. as a team, I hear something about that. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I'm not following it too close. I, I, as I say so often, I wouldn't watch a soccer game if they were playing it in the shotgun seat of my car. I don't think I you would. You put me to sleep, man. Yeah, exactly. Well, so what you else can we talk sleep. about? Let's get away hey, you know what I really want to talk about? Shoot. Okay, well, it, it means a lot to me being a New Yorker, and uh, the Apollo has something to do with me, my wife, and, you know, my grandparents. But anyway, the Apollo Theater you've played, mm -hmm. I'm really impressed and blown away by that. What was it like to play the Apollo 
Theater in Harlem, New York. 125th Street in Harlem. I uh, Actually, you're a New Yorker and so am I. I was born in mm-hmm. New York and actually in Queens. Mm. So, Where in Queens? Uh, Regal Park. Was it Jamaica Hospital? Probably. I don't oh know. I, I wasn't, a, I wasn't really too We were born in the here. same hospital. We might show. very well have been. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. And I have a nice Italian mom that uh, she drove all the way across the country to have the one doctor deliver my brother and I because so, she was a New Yorker and they relocated <sighs> to California. So. Paisan! Paisan. We're Paisan. Only half. Only half of me. Yeah. Only half? The other oh. half is uh, pure Spanish. So I'm, I'm a mutt. You're like a mutt. You're a mix. You're not 100%. Okay. Now, if I was a 70s comic, I'd say, well, folks, I'm half Spanish, half Italian. That means I'm a blank that can't blank. I remember they used to do that all the time, you know. Was, I'm half Mexican, I'm half Chinese, which means I'm a car thief that can't drive. You know, remember you yeah. never, never did a joke like that. Yeah. yeah. That was the, everyone's opening joke in the 70s. And, of course, their closer was imitating Jack Nicholson. So, you know, that was... <laughs> Now, was that a big moment for you? Because for me, that's a that was a big moment hearing you played there. Uh, the way it went down was I was in a sketch group called What a Family, where I was the token white guy, and it was all black, and it was all over 125th Street in Harlem. This was in 1997. Mm. And uh, back then, that was pre-Bill Clinton moving into Harlem and making it white, which it is. But I was literally the only white guy for miles in Harlem oh, yeah. when I was there. Mm-hmm. And our posters were up all over 125th Street for our sketch group that was one door down from the Apollo Theater at the Victoria Five Theaters. Mm. That's where we had our sketch group show. And the Apollo was interested. They took a look at us and they saw we were all comics, except for there were two actors and the rest of us were all comics. There were sketches we all wrote. They were kind of like an in-living color type of thing. And we called it one, What a Family. And the guy... That was the brains behind it all. Real hustler guy, a guy named Capone. He's now the host of the Apollo. Oh wow! So you know, I go back a long way, tied in with him, a couple of guys yeah. I worked with. But um, have you been back or? Uh, I haven't been back to the Apollo. I they all they they have now are just the amateur nights. I want to go on a night when I'm it, the amateurs aren't there and I can just go out and slug it out. Yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, it was. Uh, a plan of shot. I, I oh. did. There are tougher rooms than the Apollo in New York, as you know. Oh, yeah. Much tougher. Yeah. But the Apollo, was it was a challenge. I wanted to do it, and I did it, and I feel good about it. Good. How do you feel about the audience differences from uh, any place else or even Los Angeles to New York? Because I always feel like they're, they're, more, they're more all in. They're either more all in or it could get pretty bad. But it's more extreme than because L.A. I feel like they're kind of like, eh, go ahead, make me laugh, you know. Like, I I think that L.A. audiences are paper made, phony bullshit. What I love about New Yorkers is they don't fuck around. You've got to entertain them. You've got to make them laugh. They're not going to just politely applaud if they don't think you're funny. Next, boo, yeah. kill yourself, get uh-huh. off. Whereas L.A. Oh come on, they tried. It's just a bullshit scene out here. Yeah. I would like if they took. New York audiences and transplanted them to Los Angeles for six months, we could get rid of 10,000 shitty people that are calling themselves comics. <laughs> they, they, would, they would find out that how, how funny yeah. they really aren't. They'd have to go home to mama. They'd have to really yeah. pay the dues. And New York, uh-huh. they don't, well, th- as I've said so many times, I have had chairs thrown at me, ashtrays thrown at me, chicken wings thrown at me. I've yeah. been physically attacked on stage two times, wow. both times by a woman. I've been booed off stage no less than 10 times. And yeah. all of that happened in New York. Never. Wow. None of it happened here. Yeah. None of it happened. In New York, they don't fuck around. No. 
Uh, I've had in New York. I had silverware. I did a dinner club. Yeah. And forks and knives. <laughs> oh, they threw the fucking silverware. Silverware. <laughs> Flying forks and knives. Wow, yeah. that that's rough. And you know, I I I only see out of one eye, mm-hmm. so, and, and and not much, so no depth perception. So I can't even see that sucker that's coming. Kind of, that's, that's a like, real that's fucking unfair. Cheap. That is say. beyond a cheap shot. <laughs> they don't care there. <laughs> I, and they don't. They, they really you, don't. If you have a bad night, you have a bad, you have a bad night. night. You can only see out of one. We'll fix that. We'll fuck it. So you can't yeah. see out of either yeah, of them. Right. Don't worry about it. And you it. suck. Go home. And you suck. And kill yourself. That that's the thing that they do. Hope you die. It's boo. Kill yourself in New yeah. York. It's yeah. not just boo. It's boo. Kill yourself. Or it's they're crazy. I just went back recently. I do shows with Sheba Mason. Okay. Uh, Jackie Mason's daughter. Really? Love child back there. And uh, it's usually uh, Caroline's or oh, Broadway fantastic. or uh, uh, New York Comedy Club. Okay. And the crowds are crazy. And oh. being here, they don't they don't get that excited. Even when you do good here, you got lots of claps, some laughter, mm-hmm. right? Right. I mean, they're screaming, going nuts. When they like you, it's good. That's oh. the other side of the coin. When they like you, they love you. And then they're even rolling through. I'll purposely drop something that's not a joke. And they roll through that. So, you know, they're just on board. Yeah. Once you have them in New York. Crime. Yeah, they don't They don't like you. They love you. They don't hate you. They uh, want to kill you. There's nothing in between. Nobody has a blase set in New York. Yeah. You don't just kind of get through it. Yeah. There's one way or the other. But that's that's what I like about it. New York's surreal. So you've done mo- most of your shows have been like New York, L.A.? New York, L.A., Atlanta. I play, I've probably played about, I'm going to say about 30 states. Wow. And probably... So uh, how do you find everything in between the, the different... The same way we all do, working the phones, and yeah. now it's working the internet. Yeah, it used yeah, to be yeah. working the phones. But I mean, like, how do you find the audience? I mean, do you find them... Like, how's the Midwest? You've done the Midwest? Yeah. Are they very laid back? See, I haven't done the... I've done New York and L.A. And that's it. Okay. That's really... Doing those Heartland shows, I like to do those because you got to realize that that's the bulk of the audience you need to be able to appeal to if you're ever going to get a slot on The Tonight Show or Letterman. Because mm. that's their... That's their money basket. Right. That all those Bible Belt states, all the Midwesterners, all the people that are shot in a beer crowd. Wait a minute, Roger Rod and the Bible Belt. Not a good mix. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Not a good mix. And if you don't know why we're saying this, you better go check out Roger Rod immediately. Oh, we, we have a good time. Tony always puts some kick-ass shows together, and we always have hey, fun. I am a big fan of yours. I hope you know I that. appreciate it. I'm a big I, fan of yours, too. You are so funny raj well thank you. you 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 leave me crying along with the audience <laughs> laughing so hard you too kind at, at your stuff your your material uh that i was gonna ask you about that too uh material uh-huh. is is it tough coming up with all this new material all the time and, always... and and your material does it come naturally is no it right out of no. your life I, I i've always felt like that there are three types of comics, and the third type is a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage. I think there are comics that are natural performers 
that the performance part of it is so easy to them that they have no fear of the stage whatsoever, but they are not good writers. They don't have a natural flow for writing, and it's very hard for them to learn the skill of writing. They already know how to perform it, but they need to have the material. And then there's a percentage of people, probably about half and half of these two, that they're natural-born writers. You hand them a newspaper and they'll write two hours of material every day for you, but they are afraid to and they're not comfortable on stage performing. And every once in a while there's a tiny percentage of somebody that they're natural performers and natural writers. Right. That's when you see the real geniuses that come up right. in comedy, and I'm not one of them. You don't uh, think so? No. I, I was going to say, I certainly think you are I one appreciate of them. that, but I, no, I'm not one of those natural, fluid writers. I'm talking about a guy like, like Bill Hicks was a natural writer and performer. A guy like Bill Burr today, mm-hmm. natural writer and mm-hmm. performer. He writes well, he performs well. That he has mm-hmm. a delivery, and it, he writes a right. shitload of material. Whatever the issue is, whatever it is that comes up, whatever current, he's on it. He's yeah. on it, and he's not yeah. afraid to write a, a contemporary right. piece because uh, I don't like to do a lot of topical material right. because the shelf life is so short. Yeah, And I don't come up with great material that I can just keep on yeah. prolifically writing. So I try to have stuff that is going to have some life to it and stick around for a while yeah. so that I can use it again. But a guy like Bill Burr, he can write a whole bunch of shit on today's events, and then tomorrow write a whole well, new page on tomorrow's. I've seen you do something that I haven't seen anybody else do that separates you to me. What's that? And when you're on stage, and this totally impressed me, and, and, and it, it was one of my shows, and I think you came over and actually said something to me. Hey, I'm sorry, I think that was your friends, but there was a bunch of people in the front that left. You killed the room. You had everyone in the palm of your hands. Okay, laughing hysterically on your trip with you, hilarious, and then you d- you yanked and you you divided some of the room, hmm. and you had uh, they got a little touchy. You you know you don't mind oh, doing I that. You that po- show. Was yeah. it politically or Harvard. some political? Yeah. It was, yeah. right. but I mean they went from you were the best thing since sliced bread to. You hit him. a nerve. I lost you him. You hit a nerve, I and you lost him. him. Yeah. And I lo- loved what you did and how you did it, and it just it blew me away. I was uh, blew me away because it's wow. all about bringing people on a trip, and it's not always about making them laugh a hundred percent of the time. You That's took true. them on an adventure. You right. made them feel things. You and, and I thought that was different than anything anybody else was doing. You were intense. It was such a great evening. Yeah, thank you. We've done a lot of things since yeah. then, too. Yeah, we yeah. have. It's always yeah. fun. If you haven't seen Roger Rod, you need to get on it, okay? Uh, where can they, they find you? Besides, just Google you, right? Roger Rod. R-O-G-E-R-R-O-D-D, or go to rogerrod.com, R-O-G-E-R-R-O-D-D.com, or you could go to YouTube and type that name in, and I got tons of shit out on there. That's probably the fastest way to get to me. YouTube is pretty much everybody's home now, isn't it? Yeah, pretty you know, much. You got a lot of stuff on YouTube? Yeah, I keep filling up YouTube as much yeah. as I can. Yeah. It's. Uh, I have some Roger Rod on the Rat Pack comedy YouTube. Oh, I think you, I think I've seen that. Yes, the Rat. How what's what's up with the Rat Pack? Tell me about it. Oh well, last shows we did were Wits End. Um, actually doing something for the owner's birthday at mm-hmm. Wits End in Venice coming Wits up. Wits End in Venice. Um, okay. it's a music show though, not a comedy show this mm-hmm. time. But there will be some comedy coming up with Rat Pack. 
There's even some shake. Are you still uh, working on Vegas? There's. I was just gonna say there's some rumors that uh, something's uh, stirring in Vegas really soon. That's real good. You'll be the first to know too. I I would love to hear that. I would love love to have Roger Rod in the opening show in Vegas. I'd love to do it. Vegas is a, a happening little town for comedy. It's got a nice group of comics there. They're very different than a lot of the L.A. comics. They're very helpful to each other, very mm-hmm. supportive of each other. If you show up from out of town, they put you on stage. I've, I've had a good time in Vegas. How sweet is that? Yeah, Vegas is a good town. Great. It is. Okay. Anything coming up that you want to talk about? or? i got to get the name again. I'm doing something tomorrow. Okay. What's uh, next for Roger Rod, anyway? What's, what's next? Uh, where do you want to be, say, let's look into the crystal ball, like a year down the road, three years down the road, where do you want to be, or are you just there? What are you doing? Uh, you know, it's interesting, because this process, okay, Wiz Khalifa, you heard of him? No. I haven't Wiz. either. We're not rapping hip-hop guys. Yeah. Uh, he is apparently inside one of the top ten rap hip-hop artists that's out today. I'm doing a video with him tomorrow, oh, a, a music video. Great. Roger Rodden, a music video. I don't know. They said something about dancing at a wedding, and I said, it is not going to fuck it. You, you've heard of him? You've heard of you? Oh, oh wait, we have her saying she's heard of Wiz All right. Okay, so, okay, we can. He's, we can, he's hot. He's hot. Okay, he's hot. So she I, says he's hot. Not looking. Yeah. Oh, hot. He's, the he's, music. He's hot. I was the music's hot. He's hot. Yeah, I was at the gym okay. today, and the phone uh, rang, and the guy said, well, you want to do a Wiz Khalifa video? And I said, well, uh, what are we, are we talking about any money in this thing? And he said, no. And he said, I don't think about this. And I said, hold up a second. I asked these three or four guys behind the counter, has anybody heard of Wiz Khalifa? Are you kidding me? He's the hot. I went, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, what am I going to get exposure and rapping hip hop like I'm going to start rapping tomorrow what the fuck am I going to do with that <laughs> Yo, Jay I saw you as the white guy in Wiz Khalifa's video what so the fuck year, is that that's where you're going to be next rapping. year I'm going to be Eminem you know but you're you know, a black gonna... comic anyway I'm a black comic anyway that's true that, that is true now they're looking at your podcast photo going he's not black yeah he's not that, I'm a nationally known black comic I say that many times when you I'm are. trying to get into a club I can walk in any black club anywhere in the country and get in white club who the fuck are you who the fuck are you and I've told people too I've showed your picture and go oh he's a friend of mine black comic and they look at me like and then they realize well Tony can't see good and I'm like no no he, I know he's he's white he's a black comic oh. <laughs> I loved having you on I am so glad you came out to the boat at night on the water. It was worth it. Was it? It was worth it. We've been talking about it for long enough, and I'm glad I finally got a chance to I'm do it. I'm glad you came down. I am glad you, you had know, me. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm a big Keep fan of yours, Keep up the fantastic too. work. Very same to you, bro. You're a badass. That's you why I run too. with you. And you are a bad motherfucker, too. Thank you, sir. Roger Rod, live and on board from Marina Del Rey Harbor. Ahoy. Ahoy.